The Rock and Roll Coffee Show is brought to you by Writers and Rockers Coffee Company, keeping the music and memories alive with some damn good coffee. Visit them at writersandrockerscoffee.com. And Retroactive, located at Broadway at the Beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 70s, 80s, 90s retro. Shopretroactive.com. show i am joe sebelia my guest gavin evick gavin has a new song out called favorite songs it is a uh, like a ballad a rock ballad it's got a little bit of a country flair but gavin definitely has the rock background in him and uh his father is pete evick pete played uh plays guitar with brett michaels in the brett michaels band so gavin has been around rock and roll his whole life pretty much i talked to gavin about his new release what he's got planned um talk about making a video he has a video for favorite songs which you can find now on youtube Um, and you can hear the song on spotify itunes or wherever you listen to your music i'm going to talk to gavin about all this stuff uh his new song and more so gavin you have a uh your new song out is called favorite songs right yes sir and it came out august 26 august 26 okay and this is your first release Yes, it is. It's my first one ever. (laughs) Wow. Now, so how exciting is that to have this finally released? It's a lot of things, including exciting. Of course, it's really, really exciting. But I mean, you know, I mean, it's nerve wracking. It's exciting. It's just all the above. I mean, I I have so far loved the experience of my short time of being a, you know, established musician for a month. (laughs) For a month. (laughs) <laughs> for a month yeah. yeah 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 but so you released this in the first song it's it's like a ballad i would say right oh yeah hardcore ballad yeah how mm-hmm. come it's you decided to release the ballad first well i mean if you look at the track record of a lot of big 80s bands the a ballad is really what stands out for a lot of those bands i mean obviously you got your big anthems but also the ballads i mean you look at molly crew it's home sweet home poison it's every rose has a thorn you know i mean i'm a sucker for ballads i like ballads and i think that nowadays really you know well back in the 80s there was such a grand you know there there was a lot to write about you know whereas today i feel like it's it's a common story the love song the, the slow songs the ballad there's not a whole lot of you know kick you in the face awesome hard rock anthems nowadays so i feel like i just wanted to create a song for my generation that didn't necessarily scare them away like most rock songs do nowadays fortunately i uh i I just thought that it was it's a very safe song you know it's not too niche it's not too extreme and it's very it's very subtle but it's still rock and roll so that's why i went with it to kind of see how well it would do within my generation i mean it's doing pretty well so far i mean it's not crazy big but i mean it's for a first song it's doing pretty good 
It's a great song. It's very catchy. It. Got a very catchy, catchy chorus in there, um, which all great ballads have. You, mm -hmm. know, just, you remember it's just it. It's a heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and from what I've seen online and everything, it seems like it's been going over really well. Of course. I mean, it. I have yet to see anybody say anything weird about it. Or I'm not weird, just anything bad about it. it. I'm not letting that get to my head, but at the same time, I'm still waiting for... Like, I thought a lot of my friends that don't listen to rock and roll, I thought they would have been like, oh, it's a cool song. It's just not really my taste or something like that. No, they they are all loving my song. Mm -hmm. And it, it's something that I didn't quite expect. I thought it would, it would just be kind of just rock and roll fans. And, you know, it would grab some casual fans and maybe even some country fans. But it's really surprising to see a lot of my anti-rock and roll friends love the song yeah yeah you know? now you can definitely hear some of I'm, I'm guessing you have a lot of 80s influences right of course. See the but, boys but it, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh but it, you can also hear some of it i could hear it cross over into that country a little bit it's multi-genre mm -hmm. you know that was the biggest thing in making the song is you didn't want it to be too niche you didn't want it to just be rock and roll you know i stress this to everybody i mean country modern country has a lot of elements of old 80s rock and roll in it. You know, every country fan nowadays knows Sweet Child of Mine, Pour Some Sugar on Me. They all love that music. There's just not a whole lot of it nowadays to really get it going in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. You know, so I felt like I needed to make a song that wasn't so, you know, punch you in the face, heavy rock and roll, which I still love. I wanted it to be a little bit safer and try to bring in some of the some newer audience, especially from the country genre, hmm. you know, because I mean, it, it could go country, you know, sure. It, it's, it's a rock song at heart, but it's, it's soft enough where, you know, it could cross over in the country. Every Rose Has a Thorn was a rock song, but it's still was super, super successful in country. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Now, um, when you recorded this song, it's got great sound to it, by the way, the production. That's all my dad. Yeah, you recorded with your dad, right? Of course. How how is it working with pops? Um, I mean, it, it's fun. It's it's definitely an experiment or experience because he he tries to draw the line between being the nice dad trying to encourage his son to do music, and then sometimes he tries to tell himself, "I need to be hard on this kid. Mm -hmm. I need to be good. I need to sharpen him." Mm -hmm. you know? So I mean, there was. Since this is my first song, and I'm diving into a genre that is real music and real singing, no, you know, after after recording processors or like auto tune, you know, this is real music. It's real raw. I mean, it's produced, but it's, you know, we you know what I'm trying to say. You have to actually yeah. fucking sing it to make the song. You know, this song took, I think, about five months to make because I was learning how to become a singer, and we would. I would get into the studio and for four hours a day, I would sing that chorus over and over at least like a hundred times in a recording, you know, session and then do it again and again and again. So I sang that chorus a million fucking times because my dad was just Man. so, you know, just wanted me to get it real and authentic and try not to use that auto tune shit. Right, right. You know, and I, I would take back the the um the chorus that he would do, 
he would melodyne it, which is, you know, kind of auto-tuning it. He would auto-tune it and he would send it back to me and I would take it in the car and I would sing it on repeat over and over all night just to get that muscle memory of being able to sing it perfectly right without mm-hmm. auto-tuning it in the real recording. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of him being a supportive father and then there was also a lot of him trying to be a hard producer on me to try to get it right and be a real artist and not fake good. it. Good. That's good. Yeah. When, um, when did you, uh, get the bug to start singing? Like how old were you? Um, about 17. So I haven't been in this for too long. I'm yeah. 20 now. Um, I tell this story a whole lot. Um, the, the moment that I wanted to really kind of become a singer is I was getting in the skid row I love Skid Row, love them to death, and really kind of getting into them and listening to Youth Gone Wild and all that stuff. And my dad does his yearly Epic show, his solo band. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll do an hour and a half of their music and then an hour and a half of like cover stuff. And he usually does Youth Gone Wild. And the set was closing towards the end. And I was like, wait, hold up, dad. You skipped Youth Gone Wild. What happened? Because he walked off the stage for a sec. He's like, hold on. So he walked back on stage and he dragged me along on stage with him. And he was like, and he told the story. He was like, my son said, I skipped over youth gone wild, this, that. And then he started playing it. And he was like, okay, you're staying up here and you're singing this with me. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know a single thing about singing. Right. You know, I mean, obviously I sang it all out of key and the worst I've ever sung in my fucking life. <laughs> you know, it was terrible. But oh, the man. moment, the moment that really captured it and made me want to become the singer is there's that part i mean you're familiar with the song youth gone wild right Mm -hmm. very much so yeah awesome song and there's that part in the second verse where he goes well hey man there's something you ought to know park avenue leads to Mm -hmm. we were doing that live and i didn't know that lyric because i was just getting in the skid row and the whole band stopped and I didn't know the lyrics, so I didn't sing it. That's why I didn't sing it, because I didn't know. The whole band stopped, and then all of a sudden, you hear just the fucking crowd. The whole crowd screams, skid row. You know, and that was just an instant kind of punch in the fucking chest of adrenaline and just energy that you're like, whoa. Yeah. That was such a cool moment. I know, like, being in the crowd and, you know, going to a skid row concert and yelling skid row during that part, it's awesome. But really, to see them kind of yell it at you, it it felt i felt this adrenaline that just you know i've never felt in my life before and it just you know it everybody has their little vacation spot like hawaii that's their happy spot my happy spot is up there on stage yeah once you got the taste of it couldn't stop it yeah it you know it gives me my high you know (laughs) yeah yeah have you done any live shows with uh like do you have a band now i am working on that Okay. And in fact, after this interview is over, I have a band practice and about what time is it? Nine uh, something. Yeah. yeah nine it, something. At about 1130. I'm going to be practicing. I'm um late practice. Oh yeah. I mean that go until four fucking AM. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, not for me anymore, but <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I've, um, I've gotten up and I've done, um, I, I've sang live several times, mm-hmm. not as, a real band together, but just kind of sitting in with like my dad. And um, so far I've sang, 
Um, Youth Gone Wild, terribly that first time. <laughs> is that on video, by the way? If it is, I'm going to make sure <laughs> you don't see it. <laughs> make sure it's not there. I, I, I don't think it is. I, I, I haven't seen it. I think maybe somebody recorded the end of it and they were about to show it to me. I'm like, nope, don't want to see it. Oh, man. I mean, it, it was like three years ago, but um, there are videos of me singing um, Look What the Cat Dragged In. I've done that a few times. I love that song. That's probably my favorite poison song. That's my favorite song to do live is Cat Dragged In. I just love fucking doing Cat Dragged In. That's a great song. I, I played that song at a uh, tryout for a high school talent show. Really? Yeah. It's so good, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I fucking love that song. And I, I've done, um, what did I do? Um, uh, Wild in the Streets by Bon Jovi. Um, Mr. Rainmaker by Warrant. But that was singing with my dad those two songs okay. just me i've i've done all of cat dragon a few times all of uh round and round by rat and then probably my best one that i've done is metal health by quiet riot mm -hmm. so you've you know? been on stage you're, you're familiar with the stage though. yes okay and you yeah. don't have the nerves it doesn't get you um it gets you a little bit i mean me personally i in high school, I was a varsity wrestler, mm, okay. so I, I was very much used to, you know, you, you could have a bad match in front of the whole school, sure. and you know, I, I, I've, you know, I've gotten my ass handed to me in front of my whole school before. So I mean, that's helped me, kind of yeah. get that mentality to be right for it for going on stage. But I mean, you still get a little, you know, kind of nervous. You know, like up there, I'll still get a little shaky. I mean, I'll still be fluent and move because you don't just want to stand still but i mean i'll you'll still get a little nervous i mean i i haven't done it enough okay. to, to do it. and i'm saying um my dad does his live stream every week on a website called stage it mm -hmm. and i've sung on there plenty of times in fact i just sung um i sung favorite songs last night on it my song. oh did you so yeah okay awesome i like to see that i gotta i gotta try and find out next time you guys do that yeah, it's, I think it's every Tuesday at nine o'clock. Yeah, you're not with him every week, though, right? No, no, no. He just sometimes he likes to put me on the spot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I he like two three weeks ago I got up and sang it in like three other songs. No, like actually like six songs that night that he uh -huh. had me do it, and I was all warmed up. I was prepared. I was sounding great. You know, I had my I had my voice in there. You know. Yeah. And last night I was so unprepared. I hit all the notes. My pitch was right, but I just, I was like, fuck, I hate right. being put on the spot like that. Yeah, that's, all right. that's good for you. Yeah, it is. It is. He was proud of me for nailing the notes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming you're going to be putting out a full album, correct? Of course. I mean, that's would, a little bit guess. down the line. Yeah, that's a little bit down the line, but that is the goal. I have a vision for the album that I've had for the past two years. I mean, it's evolved, obviously, within the past two years because I was still in high school two years ago. So I've, um it's where, where do you see it where do you what do you want to do with it well i i'd like to get it like i kind of want the, the thing is it's hard to make an album with the time we got with me and my dad it's hard to do so i would like to kind of get a couple more songs out to get some more recognition and then possibly even going further to like a record deal mm -hmm. to kind of help fund the um the album but yeah i see a full rock and roll album right now i have all the songs laid out 
not like fully written, but I have like, okay, I want this song, this song, this song, this song, this song, 10 tracks, throw in like a cover or two. And uh, it just, yeah, I, I, (laughs) I have all this in my head and a few features that I feel like are the right features for the certain songs. I mean, obviously they haven't been put into place yet, Mm -hmm. but I have the blueprint for what I feel like would honestly be the rock album of the year it mm-hmm. once it comes out like i have a real vision that i feel like would be modern enough to be cool and also would be really it it would pay a lot of homage to old rock and roll that a lot of old rock and roll fans would you know just smile at you know they they would hear it and just be like oh like that that brings back that feeling that I used to get when I was a kid. That's because that's what rock and roll does for me. That's why I love it so much is it just gives me this feeling inside. That's just so fucking like, it, you know, it helps my soul, mm-hmm. you know, it's rock and fucking roll, you know, and the yeah. goal is to just capture that and, you know, let people feel that again, you know, cause I mean, there's a lot of great new bands out there, not knocking any of them, but you know, it's not mainstream enough mm-hmm. and people, a lot of people just miss the feel that rock and roll used to give. And yeah. that's my goal. That's yeah, it's my definitely goal. Definitely not the same. And that, it's interesting to hear you say that being so young, but then again, you grew up with it your whole life. pretty. Oh, much. Yeah. oh yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's funny. I grew up meeting and knowing a lot of these people that a lot of people call heroes and legends knowing and meeting them before I even knew what their music was. Yeah. I knew Eric Brittingham. Cinderella long before I knew fucking nobody's fool. Sure. You know, I knew Brett before I knew nothing but a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew all these people. I grew up in this world and not just in the sense of, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, my dad plays this song in his car. So I, you know, I've, I've listened to rock and roll my whole life. I'm the opposite. My dad, when I'm in the car with him, he doesn't play a single fucking song. He just sits quiet. That's his happy time. It's <laughs> when he, he's around no fucking noise at all. You know, he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to play any music. So I discovered all this music on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, but I grew up in the world in the sense of going on tour with my dad and meeting these people and, you know, just being around all these rock and roll clubs that I had to be 21 to get into, but I was fucking four. I was, I grew up in that fucking world, you know, and a lot of people, I'll just repeat myself, but a, a lot of people just think that they are you know in this world because they grew up listening to it in the car like no motherfucker the world mm-hmm. is a lot bigger than that the music industry mm-hmm. <laughs> well good um so now you're in virginia right is that where you live? Yep, northern virginia okay are you planning on staying there or are you going to venture off to a bigger city like a lot of people going to nashville now i i love nashville i would i would move to nashville yeah if i had the choice i mean it's uh i'm not in the position to right now sure. but uh I would like to. I mean, that's the. I, I used to not think that Nashville would be where I want to go. I used to think Hollywood, but Nashville has turned into the Hollywood for music. I mean, yeah. it's always been Music City, but I mean, that's where all the big record labels are. Yeah, I, mean, I think the Hollywood thing. I mean, I I could be wrong because I don't go out there, but I think that that whole thing is kind of dwindled. Yeah, it's going out a little bit. Yeah, completely. Is the idea of Hollywood is going away? It's all social media. It's all online, yeah. You know, but but I music is still real in Nashville. That that's a big topic. Is music still kind of 
being what it is and what it used to be. Music is very much not where it used to be. And I, when I go to Nashville and I walk down Broadway, it's still, it feels alive. Like live shows still happen. People appreciate real live music, no tracks, mm. all that. just real heart and soul music. Mm. I love Nashville. Yeah. But you play guitar also, right? I can play. I'm not a lead guitar mm-hmm. guy. You know, I, I can't. I can't shred by any means, but I mean, <laughs> I like to put that out there as a disclaimer. Cause I mean, I do walk around with a guitar sometimes. I like live, I'll play the guitar, sure. you know, but like, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm some fucking Eddie Van Halen on the guitar, <laughs> but yeah, I, exactly. I do, I, I can play it. You know, I, and I'll play rhythm on my songs too. Like favorite songs hmm. as three guitars going hmm. and um, I'll, I'll play the acoustic during it. And then my guitarist will play the lead. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I play guitar yeah so when you're writing songs do you write on guitar or piano or do you have a book of lyrics i mean what's your writing process you see it it's different for a lot of people and a lot of people actually do um kind of all the techniques for different songs but me i like to kind of lay down an instrumental for a song first like i like the way this sounds i'm gonna i'm gonna see how this kind of comes out i mean obviously it's with my dad because i don't have the knowledge and skill to craft a real awesome fucking rock and roll song but like for example yesterday me and him went to the studio for a couple hours and we have this awesome idea for an anthem and i said he keeps he always is like gavin tell me the lyric what's the lyric i'm like i have an idea for what the story of the song is going to be, but I'd rather get this sound that's in my head out into a song and then kind of write the lyrics as I go. Cause I know what the story wants to be, mm-hmm. but it's, it's easier for me to hear that instrumental because like that, I, you know, I'm a rock and roll guy, you know, in rock and roll, the lyrics are just as important as the rest of the fucking song, you know, whereas today a lot of it's just kind of lyrics and like, you know, a producer will do kind of like a shitty little, you know, a little background track. Me, I'm like, I want it to sound like this, this guitar to be this, this drum pattern to be like this. I want the snare to sound like this. I want, you know, I I think of the whole song as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then I try to get that out. And then I know the story too. And then I try to write the lyrics too. Mm-hmm. So that's so you're my hear, process. You're hearing the whole thing in your head. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, social media, let's mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit. Now you have a TikTok account, which... I, I'm not familiar with TikTok, so I can't really talk on it, but you do have a lot of followers on there. I have 28,000, I think. That, I, um, I think that's a lot, right? Um, on, on TikTok, it's, you know, it's kind of medium because TikTok is the easiest platform to grow big on. Is Me, it? Yeah. Do, you, do you promote your music on there or how's that work? I've posted a couple videos of my music, but, you know, it's, it's TikTok is really meant for just making a funny, stupid video, hmm. hoping it gets traction and goes big. I posted a couple promotional videos, but you know, I mean, TikTok is really just meant for creative, stupid videos. Like I'll, I'll make, I'll make a funny, stupid video and you know, and then it'll go well. And then I'll get some traction for it. I had those 28,000 followers before I kind of came out as a musician. Being the musician hasn't quite helped get the following it's the the funny video i'll make i like me and my buddy for 10 seconds in a video pretended to be vince neal mm. and 
Tommy Lee. There's a part in, I think it's girls, 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 where he's yeah. like, hey, Tommy, check that out, man. What, Vince, where? Right there. Hey, yeah. that, that little part right there. Like, I was Vince, and my buddy Logan was um, Tommy. And that video got, what, like 200,000 views or something like that? Yeah, yeah I know? was checking it out, and, and your videos are pretty funny, I must say. Ah, they're, 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 they're pretty pretty niche like they're I, my opinion they're pretty fucking cringy but i mean <laughs> I, I think some of them are cool i like I, I think a lot of them are super fucking cringy but that's what tiktok is is making the stupidest fucking videos yeah. and they do well yeah okay so you you mentioned your buddy logan is he he's in your band right now is he playing with you yeah he is he okay. is my guitarist i've known him since high school he's gonna be here in an hour and a half so he he's awesome me and him have kind of been along on this journey i mean obviously the, the song came out as gavin evick because me and my dad have worked on it together hmm. but it, he's very much been a part of the live you know band mm -hmm. and he was in the video he played guitar in the video yes, so. yes. tell me about the video and, i mean how much fun was that and how long did it take <laughs> it, it was awesome it <laughs> um it, so we shot for one day we shot for six hours for three minutes of <laughs> yeah i did one video my not, life, not three minutes that's the way it was it, it was probably a 10 hour day oh yeah yeah so uh, we, we were filming for uh six hours and then obviously the, <laughs> we had three cameras going so there was about 14 hours of footage yeah you know um it it's funny. I I don't know if you heard this or you knew this, but I actually edited the video yes, on my stuff. I was ask you about that. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, my whole life I've always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. For a long time, I wanted to be an actor. You know, my dad is very much, if you're going to go in the industry, you know every single thing you can about the industry. So for years, I would, you know, I, I got final cut on my MacBook. And I learned how to edit. I learned how to direct. I learned how to act. I, I know how to do everything in the movie industry basically you know i i went to several summer camps programs all that stuff so i mean i was pretty fluent in final cut pro and i think we all agreed that you know i i had this vision for the music video that i wanted it to look like that nobody else could really kind of capture what it would look like you know it, the editing is just as important as the footage sure. you know the, the editing is the style of it you know the nice little you know you go in there and you customize the little crossfades in there you know you're like oh i want this to be 4.6 seconds long i mean that shit is so fucking important mm. nobody really realizes that so i mean that that itself it took me three weeks to edit that much footage mm. so i mean yeah. that but yeah I, I did that all myself and i obviously showed it and consulted it with a few people i'm like hey this is what i like let me get your opinion. Do you think this shot looks cool? Does this look cool? So, I mean, I had a couple people consult me on that, but I, um, I edited it myself. Well, you did a great job. I appreciate it. And, you know, I try not to be the, uh, the self-centered front man. I try to give equal footage to besides the verses. I mean, like in, in the verses obviously are just me, but mm -hmm. the choruses, I tried to give the band as much as possible, but that's not my band. I got to make a disclaimer. That is, the band Adam and the Metal Hawks with my guitar buddy Logan. Okay. That the the drummer and the bass player are from this amazing internet sensation band 
Adam and Melhawks, Ryan and Alex. They are fucking phenomenal musicians. Internet band. What's that mean? Internet sensation band, meaning they they're huge on the internet. They they were doing TikTok and they have, I think, in total all on all platforms, I think about four million followers really? for making fun videos. Like not an internet band, but an internet sensation band. You know, yeah, they yeah. they they exploded on the internet. And wow. that's how they got a lot of their attention and fame. And you know, it's from making stupid videos on TikTok. Okay, I'm not calling their videos stupid. I'm just saying, like, that's what TikTok is, is they'll just they'll make TikToks beating each other on the head with a water bottle singing a song. <laughs> you know, like it's it's stupid videos like that that kind of blow you up like that. Who would have thought a 10-second video of me pretending to be fucking Vince Neil would give me 28,000 followers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like that's the fucking world we live Vince in. Neil. Yeah, right. It it, <laughs> it 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 it's cool and it helps, you know, but at the same time, I absolutely fucking hate it because me, I believe in the music. Yeah. I, I hate social media. I fucking hate it. Yeah. You know, I would be happy if I never had to make, you know, TikTok video ever again. Cause I just love the music. You know, I, I just want to go on stage and sing and go on tour and make rock and roll. That's what I want to do. But, you know, unfortunately, in order to make it nowadays, you got to grow a social media presence. Well, that'll come for you. I mean, you, you, you seem like you got a good grasp on it so far with the first single. So I got yeah. confidence that it, that'll come for you. I hope so. Yeah, I man. appreciate that. Mm -hmm. so, so your song is available on all the platforms, right? All streaming platforms and videos all platforms. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's called Favorite Songs. So people can search Gavin Evick Favorite Songs and they'll find it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yes, sir. All right, Gavin. Well, listen, man, I appreciate your time. Of course, I appreciate you doing this interview with me. I loved it. It was super, super, super fun. Yeah, man. All right. Well, listen, we'll be in touch. You uh, have a good practice. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. All right, man. I'll see you. All right. See you. See you guys.